God bless you guys. Welcome to another episode of JR Podcast, where we glorify the name of God through our testimonies. Today on our show, we have a special guest, and his name is Bobby. Bobby, God bless you. How are you? Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for taking time out of your day to to join us and just, you know, just share your testimony and, you know, just get a conversation going and just motivate people. Amen. Absolutely, bro. Amen. So if you can kindly introduce who you are, you know, where, where, you, where you're from and stuff like that. So my name is Bobby Valdez. I am from a small town in Arizona called Sierra Vista. We're like 30 minutes uh, from the border. And um, I, I grew up in this town and uh, my family has a family business. We deliver bread. And um, so grew up, you know, working the family business and then joined the Marines when I was young. I grew up Catholic. And so I went through, went through everything, right? Went through, you know, uh, first communion, baptism, confirmation, all that stuff was an altar boy. And, um, and yeah, just, uh, I knew about Jesus and, uh, went into the military and then just lived the life however I wanted, never really serious for the Lord or anything. And then, um, I moved back home. Uh, to take over the business with my family and um, while I was here ended up meeting my lovely wife and um, we weren't living for the Lord or anything and just after you know they say the first five years of marriage are the toughest and, and it's true we had um, it was a blended family so she had two kids already from a previous marriage and that was super difficult especially on my behalf because of being in the Marines I you know and just trying to um, you know, rear children. I thought, hey, you know what? I know how to handle uh, misbehavior, and obviously, you can't run a household like boot camp. So that was not the yeah. right way to do it, and it caused a lot of friction between me and the kids in the beginning. And um, and then we we ended up getting pregnant, having twins, and it was just like it was a perfect storm. On top of that, just being um, you know uh, not having a lot of time for ourselves, just coming into an already established family made things difficult. And so the first five years of marriage were super, super difficult. Wasn't living for the Lord. And um, through a turn of events, um, my wife ended up getting saved. She, um, uh, I started seeing a change in her and, and mm-hmm. she didn't get saved. Like she just got saved in our room pretty much. There was a night that her and I were, were arguing really, really bad. And um, it was, it was so bad that she went to bed and she, she cried out to God and she's like, God, you, um, you get him or I'm going to send him to you. And, uh, she woke up in the morning. Yeah. She woke up in the morning and she woke up changed. And I didn't know that she had done that. And, and, but I started noticing a difference in her. And after, I don't know how many months it was, um, I noticed a change so significant. She had a lot of health problems. Uh, it turns out she ended up having lupus and Epstein-Barr and just like real bad health problems. We were taking her to the doctor to try to figure out what was going on. And um, one day I went up to her and I'm like, hey, are you, are you dying? And she's like, what? And I said, yeah, are you dying? Like, did you get a result from the doctor and you're not telling me what's going on? And uh, she's like, no. And I said, okay, are you, are you trying to divorce me? Because we were having, you know, real bad marital problems. And I said, are you trying to divorce me? And you're like playing it super cool so you can take the kids from me? Like, I don't, I don't get it. She's like, what are you, like, she's like, I understand what you're asking. What are you, what are you talking about? I said, look, I've seen you become a completely different person. Like, I'm more in love with you now than I was when we were first together, you know? And, and I said, what's going on? And she's like, look, I just realized that the problems that we were having in our marriage, I needed to worry about what I was doing. And, and I needed to stop trying to change you. And I said, all right, so then what do I need to do? And she said, nothing. I said, there's no way. You, you can't tell me that there's nothing that I need to do. And she's like, no. She's like, I don't, I don't know what you need to do. She's like, but um, I need to just focus on, on what I'm doing. And um, I said, look, I don't know what happened to you, but I pray to God it happens to me. And it was like, like the Lord just said, got you in that moment, you know? And so I went back to, you know, the only thing I knew was, you know, praying the way that I was, you know, growing up and stuff. And so I was praying all the time and, and, and doing things. And then uh, there was a night that um, I just was questioning some things. And, and there was a neighbor of ours who lived down the street and he, um, he was, he was a ordained minister through the assemblies of God. And, um, 
And my wife's like, why don't, she's like, why don't you go talk to James? And I said, yeah, that's a good idea. So I crossed the street, went to James. And uh, mind you, this is the night before I'm getting ready to turn 30. And so I go over to my neighbor's house and I'm like, hey man. And I started like talking about some stuff. And he's like, um, he answered the questions that I had and they were like spiritual related. And he's like, here, let me ask you something. He's like, uh, where are you with Jesus? And I said, oh, I'm good. And he's like, really? <laughs> and, uh, and I said, yeah. I said, man, I grew up Catholic. I, I did all these things, you know what I mean? And you know, all this stuff. And he's like, yeah. He's like, it sounds like you, you know about Jesus, but it doesn't, you don't know Jesus. I said, what are you talking about? Dude, and he just, he just leaned over, picked up his, his Bible that he had on the coffee table, opened it up to Isaiah chapter one, and just demolished every argument I had. He's like, look at what Isaiah is telling the people. It's like, stop praying, stop your, your sacrifices, stop, you know, all these things. And, and he's like, look, man, he's like, the Lord's closing his ears and not even listening to their prayers anymore because of where they're at. He's like, they're, you know, they confess him with his, with their lips, but their hearts hard, far from them. He's like, he's talking to religious leaders here. And then he opens up to Matthew and shows where, where Jesus says the same thing. And so then I brought up, you know, I don't remember after that, I don't remember, man, but like I brought up another argument and we were just going back and forth. And all he did was just open up the Bible and just answered every, every question I had, every argument. He just destroyed it with the Bible and and then it got me to the point where he's like, let me ask you. He's like, if you were to die tonight, where would you go? I was like, bro, after everything you told me, I'd go straight to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he just put his hand on my shoulder and he's like, what would it take for you to surrender your life to Christ? You know, I just started bawling. And, um, and uh, I said, absolutely nothing. He prayed for me right there. And I was like, now what? And he's like, look, man, you need to get yourself into a church that teaches through the Bible. And I said, well, what do I need to stop doing? He's like, don't worry about that. He's like, he's like, the Lord will reveal what you need to do. He's like, but what you need to do, he's like, is just go to a church that teaches through the Bible. Dude, I was, it was super emotional and crying. So I left his house. I'm like walking across the street to my house. And in that moment, I, again, you know, this is like hours before I'm getting ready to turn 30. And I recognized everything that the Lord had done in my life. You know what I mean? Like I had gone to jail because of a DUI and just like, just like all the, the rebellion, rebellious life that I lived. And I just told the Lord in that moment, it was like, you know what? Like these last 29 years, you've let me live however I wanted to. And I know you were there protecting me. I'm going to spend the rest of my life serving you in whatever capacity that looks like. I don't know what that's, what that is, but I'm going to serve you the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, I, I crossed the street and, and um, you know, I just like started confessing things like, you know, like, God, I, I, I know that what I did was, you know, that this was sin. I know it was against you. And I know that I tried to do like, as I'm just like walking across the street, just like being real with God, I get inside my house and I'm just crying and I wake up my wife and she's like, oh my gosh, what happened to you? I was like, nothing. I like, I just surrendered my life to the Lord. You know? And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And she's like, what? And uh, I said, look, I, I said, I don't know what's next. I said, but we need to get back in church and, uh, or we need to get in church. And so we just started trying a couple churches out. And, um, and uh, I remember, you know, we, the first thing we did was try to go back to Catholic mass, you know, and I remember walking in there and it was like all the stuff that was being said, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this was always being said, but I never realized it, you know? And I just, in that moment, I knew that I was never, I didn't even know what it meant, but I was like, I'm never going to grow here. And, um, and so then I started trying some different churches and then I got plugged into uh, a Calvary chapel here locally. And, uh, I loved it. They, they opened the Bible from, from start to finish. Right. So like they, they open whatever book, you know, they, you know, James chapter one, verse one, and then they go through all of James and then, and then finish it off. And then they open up another book. It, it, and I loved it because, you know, growing up, I never read the Bible. I didn't know anything. And they were just getting ready to start going through Revelation. And I was like, dude, this is perfect. So I said, hey, let's just at least wait and let's go through Revelation. And then if we don't like it, we'll go somewhere else. Well, dude, it took almost a full year to go through Revelation. So like by that time, we were already in there, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that was, that was, you know, that was coming to faith for me. Amen. Yeah. So, um, after you decided to, to, uh, serve God and, and go to, uh, basically to a different, start practicing different beliefs that, 
that you weren't taught, did you face any difficulties? Because you mentioning that you grew up in that, I'm assuming family and stuff like that, where they were into that. So did you face any backlash or anything, you know, like, uh, what what was your experience with that when you oh, yeah. when you came out with 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 hey I'm doing something else now? Yeah, it was it was like I was you would figure that I was walking away from my family mm-hmm. um, just because it's it's a part of the you know the heritage of you know yeah. especially you know being from the Hispanic culture you know what I mean it's it's real heavy and um, yeah man like it was it was it was a battle and I did. Um, you know, as I was learning, I, I failed in a lot. And obviously it's new, you know what I mean? Because then I became like real combative with my apologetics, right. With, with trying to be a witness because I was like trying to, you know, like make them see what they were doing was, was not biblical. You know what I mean? And, and it, and it's, it stunk because it caused a lot of fights, especially with my mom. My mom is very uh, devoted. And, dude, my, and my mom was praying for me. You know, before I got saved, my mom was praying hard for me because she knew, like, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. There was a lot of, of worry that she had for me, you know. And um, and I, I, you know, I do uh, give a lot of credit because I know she was praying hard for me, you know. And that's what I told her, too. You know what I mean? Like, like mom, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm more closer to the Lord than I've ever been in my life. You know what I mean? And, and for you, it, it feels like, you know, you don't, you don't see it that way. You, you see it as negative, you know? And so it was, it was very hard. My sister as well, you know what I mean? She's very devout. So it was a lot of, you know, arguments um, early on, you know? Yeah. And, and so it, it, it was very difficult. You know, my dad, um, my dad kind of saw the change in me, you know what I mean? And, and stuff like that. So it made it difficult for him too. Cause he's just like, Hey, you know what? Like, if it's about Jesus, why is this, you know what I mean? It shouldn't be. So it did, it did cause some tension and, and, you know, like now sometimes we'll get into a, a discussion about things and I have to, like, once we start seeing that it's going, it, it starts escalating, I have to just be like, all right, all right, let's just stop real quick before we get like, look, I'm not going to change you. You're not going to change me. I said, but let's, let me just ask you one thing. You know, I'll ask my mom, I'll be like, mom, can we agree that the only way we get to heaven is because of Jesus sacrifice on the cross, him dying and then rising again. Like, can we agree that that's the only reason that's the only way that we can enter in heaven? And she'll be like, yes. I said, okay, that's it. That's it. Like all the other things that you do, like, that's okay. Like if that's the way you want to do it and that's the way that you want to worship, like, let, like, okay. That, that, and that's what, you know, you feel you need to do. I said, that's, that's fine. As long as you and I can both agree that the only way that we can get into heaven is because of what Jesus did, not because of anything that we do. And she's like, I, I agree. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then let's just like, let's not even get into an argument because it's only going to divide us further. You yeah, know? definitely. So how do you stay strong uh, in in your faith? Like, I, I assume like, because I, I've, my wife, she she comes from a Catholic background mm-hmm. and, and I was raised Pentecostal. So she had a very, very difficult time, you know, with their family in that sense, because it was sort of like a betrayal yeah. to them. And, um, you know, time has been passing and, and little by little they're, they're like, you know, seeing the, the change and how she is remaining strong. And, you know, little by little, they're almost changing their mind too. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the things that she does. She, she, she stays strong by, by um, just um, reacting differently to like, um, some insults that 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 she receives, and what kind of things do you do? Like, um, if you if you if you do experience that kind of stuff, you, you have to know going into it when somebody people want to be right. Even when we go into an argument, like even if you and your wife have an argument, like you, so when we're when we're when we're arguing, we want to be right, and when we want to be right. You know, they, they say you you win the battle, but you lose the war, right? You win you win the argument, but you lose the person. And this and like even in even with your spouse, right? Like you don't want to you don't want to like you shouldn't be seeking to be right over just bringing in that that closeness. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so like me trying to be right isn't you know like it's not beneficial. So even when somebody's like, you know, saying, you know, something like maybe, 
um, like some, you know, some underhand comment that they're going to make that's, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to take it defensively. Like I need to try to not to take it defensively or I've learned to not take it defensively because I just realized that they're just trying to be right. And, mm-hmm. and hey, you know what? Like if they think that that's what's going to make them better, then again, if I'm not going to change them, th- there's no reason for me to try to, to do that. Because yeah. the greatest thing is, you know, what, what's the greatest commandment? For us to love one another. You know, yeah. and so if I can just bring that in, and when they do say something like, "Mom, you know what? That's hey, that's okay. You know what? I don't, I don't see it that way, but you know that I don't think you're wrong if that's what you're gonna, if that's what you're gonna try to, you know, yeah. impose." Now, obviously, there's you know, open-handed issues and closed-handed issues, right? So the open-handed issues, those are things that it's like slap boxing, right? Like, hey, you know what? We're, we're, it's okay. We can part ways. You know, you don't break fellowship over it. But close-handed issues are things that you're not going to like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna compromise on. You know what I mean? I'm willing to fight it out. And so you know. But for the most part, a lot of issues, especially people, if they truly love Jesus, a lot of the issues are just going to be open-handed issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, you know, if they believe that you know Jesus was fully God, fully man, if they believe you know that he was you know born of a virgin. Uh, that he suffered, died. You, you, like those are close-handed issues that I'm not going to compromise on. Like I'm not, you know, a, a going, talking to somebody that's a Jehovah Witness or a Mormon. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to lay that out and be like, no, there's there's clear lines, you know, in what you guys believe versus what we believe that are against the gospel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for people that are of a of a of a different denomination. It, it, it's just, hey, you know what? I would rather them just see the peace that I have and the love. The Apostle Paul, every letter he opens up with, grace, peace, and mercy, right? And mm-hmm. if I recognize the grace and, and the mercy that God has given me, you know what? That's what he wants me to distribute to others. So when somebody mm-hmm. says something, just give them grace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give them that mercy. Like, yeah, I probably could call them out. I probably could, you know, destroy their argument with, with the, the scriptures. But is that going to do any good? You know, yeah. I, I would rather just like, you know, a, a lot of the times there's a really great book. It's called Tactics by Greg Kogel. And it's about how to share your faith and defend your faith. And one of the things when somebody like comes and makes a statement that it's like, hey, they're trying to make like an absolute statement to whatever it is. I'll just ask them, like, where's that written? Like, is that yeah. like, is that in the Bible? Is that? Well, no, but uh, OK, well, then because like, then just show me where it is in the Bible, because I haven't read that. You know, and sometimes you'll see it's just more of an opinion. And I said, well, I'll go serve for you. So then I got involved with children's ministry. So I was, I served in various different ministries. And, um, and then after doing that for quite some time, and there was an opportunity, our, our church has something called the School of Ministry. It's a two-year course. It's, uh, you go through all the different, it, it's like, um, like a mini seminary. Right. It's not anywhere as intense, but we still go through the same courses, right? Like eschatology, the study of end times, pneumatology, the study of the Holy Spirit, um, soteriology, the study of something like all these ologies, right? Because it's theology classes. And um, so I did that. And and um, and then after going that route, like I I was going to just play the drums because there was a spot that opened up. But my wife was the one that was like, no, she's like, look, you're being called to, to teach. You know, and I said, I don't know. I'm not, I didn't do good with school. Like I fumble all my words. And uh, she's like, no, she's like, you know, you're, you have the talent of being able to play the drum. She's like, but God has given you a gift of, of, you know, teaching and, and explaining things and pastoring and a heart for it. So um, I was like, okay, cool. I said, like, look, you know what, Lord, I don't know what you want. And that was, you know, one of the things it's like, you know, God will, God will use us. And, but we have to, we have to be in, we have to be active doing something, you know what I mean? And I could have gone and played the drums and he probably would have, you know, course corrected me. And that's the thing, like, if you're not in a place where you know what to do, just do something. And and the Lord will either give you that desire to continue to do that. And if he gives you an, uh, uh, like, if you're unsettled in it, he's going to course correct and he's going to take you somewhere else. So I was like, all right, you know what, Lord, I'm going to. I don't know what it is that you want, but I'll go ahead and take this school of ministry course and see what happens after two years. And I did that. And um, I had the opportunity to take over the young adults ministry because that guy was was going off into the military. So I took over young adults. And then uh, my senior pastor started having me having me teach on 
you know, on a, on our midweek service. And then after doing that for a while, when he would go out of town, he would have me cover for him on the weekend. And we have a Saturday night and a Sunday service. And so I just got plugged in doing that and just being available for, for what it was that, that, you know, came up. And, and then eventually um, the, the, the children's ministry pastor um, went ahead and, and stepped down from his position and went on to something else. And so that became available and um, I was asked to take over children's ministry. So then I got ordained as a, as a pastor to take over children's ministry and, and was doing that and getting plugged in. And again, right. Just like, I never would have thought I would have been in children's children's ministry yeah. and um, you know, and, and just going through that and just being able to, you know, develop and, and, and being able to, you know, lead volunteers, which was super awesome and, and be there with the kids and just enjoy time with them and, and being able to minister to them. And then, um, and then after doing that for a couple of years, um, Ryan, who was Pastor Ryan, he ended up going to go take a ministry and become a senior pastor for a church that's um, a, like a like 30 minutes away. It's in Bisbee. It's another small community. And so when he left, um, I ended up taking his spot also and leading the high schoolers. So now I was leading children's ministry and leading the high schoolers. And I did that for about five years. And just recently, um, like not even a month ago, I stepped down from my, I chose to step down from my position as a pastor at the church. Oh, okay. And so what, what do you, um, what do you do now? Like, are you just, uh, taking a break from that stuff or do you have different plans to do something else? So unfortunately, uh, ministry is messy. Ministry is really messy. And, uh, there's, a, there's some stuff that I, that I saw that I just, I didn't, I didn't like. And yeah. I feel that as we hold each other accountable, uh, to the scriptures, right? Um, yeah. That's what we should. That's 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 what we hold each other accountable to. And um, it was a crossroads. It was it was some time of just a, uh, a lot of um, um, I'm just gonna say some like resistance. You know what I mean? And so I, I stepped down. Now, two years ago, I started a podcast. So when COVID hit, um, the churches were shut down. I'm sitting in church. There's no people because, you know, like a lot of churches, they shut down for a little bit and I'm sitting there and the Lord puts it on. I really feel it was something from the Lord where it was like, Hey, start a podcast. Now I listen to, you know, different podcasts. I listen to, you know, leadership podcasts and, and other, you know, um, Christian ministry type podcasts and had gained, uh, awesome understanding, knowledge, learning. And, um, and I felt the Lord was just like, Hey, I want you to start a podcast. And so, you know, how do you, one of the things that's, that's a big question is like, how do you hear from the Holy spirit? How do you know if it's, if it's something that you're supposed to do, like if it's God that's directing you, you know? And, um, and so I had that desire and then other people were, were also saying like, Hey, you know, like nobody's talking about what's going on. Like, what are you guys doing right now? Like, you know, the, you know, the country's upside down and, and as you know, pastors, like we don't, we're not hearing from you guys. We don't know, like, what are we supposed to be doing? And just these questions like, man, like we should be getting the message out there. We should be, you know, um, something because, you know, like a lot of churches, they just ended up, you know, just, Hey, guess what? We're doing online uh, our, our online oh, teaching yeah. and we're just putting that online and that's all they that's all they did you know what I mean yeah. and which is beneficial a lot of churches were already doing that but it's like hey what about the every day to day how can we encourage the believers how can we equip really truly equip the saints and so you know I had it you know in my mind that I wanted to do this podcast and then uh, a good buddy of mine who we we were in high school together we've known each other it's a that's a crazy story um, he was serving in uh, the high school ministry with me and and um he's like man he's like i feel like we should just be doing more and i and he wanted to like he, he had his own ideas about stuff and i was like what's well, funny you say that man it's like i've been wanting to do a podcast and i explained you know like just being able to reach is i thought it was just going to be reach men that's what my target was like hey i would just want to reach men because of doing counseling you know and counseling guys and stuff it's like guys will come and get counseling when their marriage is like just about over you know and then as soon as like they start making some progress that's when they stop coming for counseling. And I know a lot of guys just won't like are going through hard, like a hard season of life and they won't even come in for counseling just because of our pride. It's hard for us to ask for help and say that we don't have it all together. 
Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I was telling him that, and it's funny because I was like, yeah, I got a name already picked out and everything else. And he texts me the, the next day and he's like, hey, bro, he's like, I went ahead and bought the, the website for for the name. And I'm like, man, dude, he's he's serious. And so, like, I'm so grateful for him because because of him, he, like, helped that driving force. Because, you know, like you, like, you started a podcast and how many, like, you're like, I shouldn't start this. Who am I to start a podcast? Who am I to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. And And it's like that argument, like, Moses had with the Lord, like, God, I can't speak. What am I, you know, and the Lord's like, who made your mouth? <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, and so I'm grateful for him, man, because he he really just like was that driving force. Like, no, no, what you're what you're doing is 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 right. I, I'm bought into it. And so, yeah, we started the podcast. So, you know, that was two years ago and we were already doing a podcast. And then probably about a month before I stepped down from my position, I had already started a men's Bible study. Um because it was just some men in our church that just like they just they they wanted deeper fellowship you know and they the 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 opportunities that were at the church like they they just didn't it, it wasn't the way that they felt like they would grow from you know and instead of like having guys and just complaining and, and just saying like hey you know what just like you know just bear with it or it's understandable because you know like you, you see things and, and when you see things you can either hear you know one be a part of the problem or you can be a part of the solution you know and leadership is like hey i identify the problem but i'm seeking the solution so i told you know a group of guys and i was like hey you know what i'm going to start a, a bible study at my house like there's you know um a way that we can just get together and, and go through the bible and and it's not like a teaching like you know a lot of um um some some ministries will do where it's just like it's another teaching that's going on these guys want to like engage in the scripture and really like break things down so i was like hey you know what why don't you guys come over to the house and and um, yeah we just got a group started and, and we're doing that so like before i i quit i was already doing that stuff and then when it came down and and just some some things ended up happening and just you know um just knowing that i wasn't going to see eye to eye with leadership and it was just gonna it was just gonna make things real difficult it just it just parted ways so I was already helping my family with the business. So I was working two full-time jobs, um, yeah. but like, I just continue to do what I'm doing. I still continue on with the podcast. We have an online community. That was always the thing that we wanted to do for our podcast. So um, we have it available where uh, like my desire is, is to build up leaders. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I like me personally, I felt when the Lord was saying, Hey, you know what, during COVID, Hey, start a podcast. Like I, 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 and this is just my own feeling. I'm not saying that this is a prophecy or anything. I just, I feel like that's going to happen again. I feel like the enemy is going to want to shut down churches again. And, yeah. and so the whole point was, Hey, start a podcast because you've already started it and then build an online community for people to get that. Because if close, if churches shut down, people are going to need things. And one thing that people, that they won't be able to stop is the gathering of the believers. And it doesn't need to be, you know, uh, you know, uh, a particular building it should be in somebody's home. And so like the, the, the thing that we're doing in, in our, in our men's study. And then my wife is, so like for the men, we have our, our Monday night men's study. And then my wife on Tuesday for the wives of the men that come, she's made it available and a few other people for her friends and stuff. She's made it available. So we're, we're still having it. So our online community is for that. So that way people that aren't, um, aren't, you know, in our local community, we can still do those same things, still encourage people and like build, be able to build up other believers. Like if you were like, Hey, you know what? I want to start my own Bible study in my house and, and just equip guys. Like uh, some, there's going to be some things holding you back. Like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know, whatever. Hey, what if I have, what if I have difficulties? Like, who do I go to? You know? And it's like, Hey, you know what? You can get that. You can get that encouragement. You can get that training. You can get that, um, that fellowship and that equipping um, from people that are already doing it you know and so that's you know that's so that's what i'm doing right now yeah that's that's amazing it's amazing that that um <clears throat> it sounds like you don't you don't uh you don't compromise anything that isn't you know in accordance with the word of god and that's the way it should be as a believer like we should respect god to the fullest you know and obey his word word for word you know because there is a lot of that and um i i'm I feel like I, I need to bring this up because, you know, there's a lot of it going on and, you know, there's a lot of mixture of, there's a lot of mixture of, of, of things that, 
that God doesn't like inside the church. And, you know, to hear that, that, that you were basically, you're, you're saying that you're going to follow the word of God under any circumstance. And, and that's amazing because you, you really don't see that. And I, I've, I've, uh, I've had, um, individuals that, you know, they they start off really well with in 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 the walks of God, and you know they end up um, being like the modern day um, way of serving God, and and it's sad because you know that that they feel like they're doing something wrong, but you know they they just want to fit in, but you know um it's amazing, and 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 I know that that God is definitely with you because I, I felt that ever since we, we connected on here on, on, on this uh, podcast, you know, I, I know God is with you and, 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 you know, I, I know you're real about what you're talking about and, you know, so, you know, just keep on doing what you're doing and, and God has a lot of plans, you know, and, and I was unaware of like your podcast and stuff like that. So definitely before we, we um, finish this podcast, you know, um, just uh share where we can listen to all that to just get some listeners on 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 yours too yeah for sure so so the podcast is ignited fortitude um podcast so you can it's on apple it's on youtube um and and it's just uh it's just giving encouragement it's you know as as i was pastoring i knew that there was a lot of topics that you know you're not able to hit during service times you know what i mean there's a lot of things that that like one the time doesn't a lot for and then two like there's some things that it's like ah that's like coming from the pulpit like that's not it's not appropriate to talk about you know what i mean and so those are the conversations that we wanted to have on the podcast like we've talked about uh battling temptation you know sexual temptation how do you how do you overcome that how do you battle that what do you what do you do you know what i mean how do you how do you handle it you know when you know your spouse knows about it and finds out and you know like all those those things we've talked about suicide um we've talked about we had uh, a woman that we know she ended up losing her child you know her child was um you know had just graduated high school not not too long before she ended up dying in a car accident you know and how do you so like how do you navigate yeah how do you navigate those things and so that's like a lot of the stuff that we wanted to to talk on there and you know you think of like ignited fortitude like fortitude is is like you said right like you need to stand up for what's right you know Mm -hmm. and and i think of 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 daniel the book of daniel you know they they purpose in their heart right you know that beforehand like hey they had to make that decision and so if we can talk about topics and we can talk about things then you're not gonna you're not gonna cower you know, you're not going to hold back. You're not going to feel like you need to compromise. You don't feel like you need to be silent about things, you know, and, it, you know, ignited fortitude. Like if you think of logs on in a fire, you know what I mean? If you have one log that's, you know, it's going to end up going out, but you need to throw more logs on there. So as the community builds together, we can be that encouragement for one another and we can burn hotter and brighter, you know, than just trying to do it on our own, you know, so that's mm-hmm. the whole that's the whole concept of it, you know, and just being able to like, I have like, I have a, a close circle of guys, you know, uh, my buddy Steve does a podcast with me and, and my brother will like he, he opened up his house for us. So that way we can have our studio in his house, you know, and so he comes on the podcast a lot and he's uh, like, you know, there's, there's moving pieces, you need people like he does a lot of outreach for the podcast and, and telling people about it. And so he's like, you know, and it's like, really, ultimately, the three of us together that are, are doing this, it's not just one individual, each individual plays, plays a different role, you know, and, um, and it's, it's, it's knowing, hey, you know what, I just need, I need to stand my ground, you know, in the book of June, hey, we need to contend for the faith, you know, um, there's a, there's a story, I was trying to look for it, it's in Second Kings, it's either first or second Kings. It's a story of, of Jehu. Um, I can't, I think it might be in second Kings, but it's, you know, it, like you said, you know, like there's a lot of people that start off uh, Jehu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's chapter nine, second Kings chapter nine. Um, you know, you see this this character Jehu, who, who like starts off awesome, and the Lord anoints him, and he's like he's tearing down all these high places, he's doing all these other things, and then but at the at the very end of his life, um, he blew it though. 
it says, let me see if I can find the part. Um, it, it says in chapter chapter 10, verse 28, it says, In this way, Jehu destroyed every trace of Baal worship from Israel. He did not, however, destroy the gold calves at Bethel and Dan, which Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, had caused Israel to sin. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what? He did all these things, but he didn't do this one thing. You know, and that's like a lot of us as believers, right? It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm outspoken in this and look at all the good that I'm doing. But you got this like this little sin, you know, that's going on that you didn't do. And even there, he didn't destroy you know the gold calves at at dan and stuff and that whole you know that whole um section of scripture was you know god had told told jeroboam to to go to to dan and start and and take the people over there but then jeroboam like out of his pride he didn't want to lose the people when they would go down to to uh, jerusalem to go and worship so he's like hey you know what like let's just let's just build the temple over here like it, it'll be more convenient. You guys can just stay here. We don't have to travel all the way to Jerusalem. We can still worship God here, you know. And it's like you, but God didn't say that. And when you start trying to do it yourself, guess what? Like now you're trying to hold together what God wants to do. Going back to Galatians, right? Like how are you going to accomplish in the spirit? Like how are you going to perfect in the flesh what God did in the spirit? You can't, you know. And so like just things like that. And, and so it's like you know, it, it's not easy when you have to stand up. And it wasn't easy. Like I brought things up to leadership and, and was saying things like, Hey, and questioning, you know what I mean? Questioning certain things with leadership. And guess what? Like I would address problems, but then I became the problem and it wasn't received well, you know? And, but here's the thing, like you need to stand up for what's right. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 it, you know, the scripture tells us, you know, clear, clear as day, you know, we need to contend for the faith, you know, the, the way that the world is going to know that we are his disciples, or by the way that we love one another. And when mm -hmm. something wasn't loving, and that was my biggest beef, is like when it doesn't feel like we're loving here and it just seems like it's just an organization, like, uh, you know, like any kind of, you know, company, but that to me is an issue. And just because you're, you know, you're, you're, we're teaching the word, and we are, like it was biblically sound, but you know what? One of the things, you know, just looking at, at, at scripture and just, hey, you know what? This is why the Bible is so important is in Revelation chapter two, it says, in Revelation chapter 2, it, Jesus says, Write these to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work, your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. They're doing all these things right, right? We don't, we don't, you know, we don't um, compromise on the gospel. We don't tolerate evil people. And it says, you have examined the claims of those who say they're apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. Right? And it's like, you know, when we become so legalistic, we lose sight and we start making systems um, more important than the work that God wants to do, you know, mm -hmm. and, and those systems are good, man. Like those systems are, are healthy. They're protecting, you know, but when we get Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. You kind of cut off for like a second. Yeah, I got a call coming in. I should put my phone on, on airplane oh. mode. I can go back. You want me to? Well, I, uh, you read the the Revelations chapter two, and after the scripture, that's when you cut off. Yeah. Oh, right after I, I read the scripture. Right? Yeah. So, so, so you know, so Jesus is telling the church that hey, you know what, you you got all these systems in play. You're you're doing these things to to for the right reasons but you're losing sight of what's important you know yeah. and when we, when we try to put systems in play we lose we we lose the people we lose the love for why we're doing it you know what i mean yeah. and now it becomes a you know there was there's like one passage in samuel where um with the lord's calling out to samuel and uh, he's a little boy and he's like what, what's going on and and Eli's like, hey, you know what? Like, 
the next time that the Lord calls out, just ask him what's going on. You know what I mean? And, and he says, and you know, Samuel's like, speak Lord for your servant hears, you know? And, and so like, we want to hear what, what he's doing. We want to hear what God wants from us. But at the same token, like we can't be so rigid as to, as to what we're doing. And there was a point that I was going to make, but I, I lost it um, with that whole part with Samuel. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, that's that's very encouraging to to hear because, um, you know, I I've gone through um, situations where, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I know I have a lot of flaws and stuff, but you know, there's something some things that that you know aren't right. You know that that they want to uh, bring into to the walks of God, and and um, I mean that could be a whole other conversation. But you know. Um, I've been called like like a Pharisee and stuff like that because I I don't I don't want to do certain things that that to me they they aren't biblical and stuff but you know for for the, for them you know the sake of, of of compromising and stuff like that they they want to go ahead and do it but that's encouraging for for to hear that because you know it's it's nice to know that there's still individuals out there that 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 love God how it's supposed to be and 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 they don't compromise with anything that that isn't biblical so you know and also like like accepting correction is a big thing you know when you're walking with God you know you got to be humble enough to yeah. to accept correction even if like you know that you're doing something wrong and 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 somebody comes and corrects you and and you want to be like defensive about it and stuff like that. That's, that's something that has to change. And, you know, I, I'm glad that, that, that point was brought up. So, yeah. So, so two, so two things, the point that I was going to make about Samuel is um, he addresses where he was, he, he ministered to the Lord. There's a section where he says that he ministered. That's the point I was trying to bring up. He ministered to the Lord. And a lot of the times we want to minister for the Lord. And there's a difference. Right. It's like when you're doing something for somebody, like, have you ever done something for somebody? It's like, that's not what I wanted you to do. You know what I mean? Like what, you know, like you did that for me, but that's not what I was asking you to do. You know, and that goes back to, that goes back to Jesus, right? Where it's like, Hey, you know, there's going to be people that are going to come and say, Lord, Lord. And he's like, Hey, but I never knew you. And they're like, but we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We healed the sick in your name. And what's crazy is if you read that portion of scripture and you go back just, uh, uh, one chapter, those are the exact same things that Jesus told those disciples and sent them out. He told them to go and do those things. And now he's telling them, hey, there's going to be people that are going to go and do these things. They're like, wait a minute, we just, that's what you told us to do. But because they were doing it for him, they weren't doing it to him, right? Like, I want to do things to the Lord. I want to minister to the Lord. And that was one of the things as going through Samuel that I, that I had learned where it's like, yeah, I'm doing this to God. Like, I'm not doing it for him. You know what I mean? Because if I'm doing it for him, then it's more of a task and, and it's more like for my gain. You know, like, hey, this I did this for you. And if I just focus on just like, God, I'm doing this because I love you and I'm doing it like as you're right here. And it says, right, like just as you, as you, you know, visited people in, in prison and gave them a, a drink of water, just as you did it to them, you were doing it to me, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't say you were doing that for me. He said, no, just as you did that to them, you were doing that as if you were doing it to me. You know, and having that mindset. So that was one thing. You said the thing about correction. Here's here's something that I learned about correction. If somebody's going to correct you, you have to realize no matter no no matter how they do it. But if somebody's going to correct you, you have to you have to take it from a point where it's that is the most loving thing that somebody can do to you, right? Like because knowing like if you've ever had to correct somebody. If you hesitate to correct somebody, you say, I don't want to do it because then they're going to get upset with me or they're, they're not going to appreciate it. They're not going to like it. They're not going to take it well. Right. So all those things that you're saying about them, really, you're just trying to protect yourself. But when you go and you correct somebody, you're willing to say, Hey, you know what? I might say this and it might sever our relationship. It might, they might think bad about me moving forward from this, but I care about them enough to let them know that there's something wrong here you know and so when somebody does that to you you have there's grace right like if you're going to correct somebody you should be able to accept that correction also and that's grace and so when somebody does come to you and says that all you have to say even if you don't agree with it even if it's your spouse 
you'd be like, you know what, man, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. Like, thanks for pointing that out. You know, I know that I know that you just that you want what's best for me, and I appreciate you pointing that out. Then you can take a step back and say, hey, you know what, is is there truth to what they're saying? Maybe go ask somebody else. Go ask godly counsel and ask them like, hey, this is what somebody was saying. Be honest with me. Do you see the same thing? And they might say, no, you know what? That person's just always critical and they just want to address things. Okay, cool. Or they might say, you know what? Yeah, you kind of do do that. So, you know, and then you can say like, wow, you know, I appreciate them saying that. Like one time when I was doing young adults, somebody came up to me and I was using, I was using a, a term because it was just the way that I talked. I'm, I'm not trying to offend anybody here. So please forgive me. But I, I used to say, oh, don't do that. That's retarded, you know, and it just, that's just the way that I talked. And that's the way that I said things. Well, somebody came up, a young adult came up to me after class and was like, hey, you know, you really shouldn't say that because there might be somebody in here that has some kind of a, a learning disability. They knew somebody that, that, that was coming to young adults that wasn't there that particular night that does have, you know, a learning disability. And they're like, that would be offensive. And in that moment, I didn't try to defend myself and be like, well, that's not what I meant. They need to get over it. Or that's just the way I talk. I, I, because I had already learned that lesson. I was like, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I appreciate you doing that. I know it took a lot of courage for you to say that. And, and thank you for telling me that because I know you're just looking out for me and you're looking out for everybody else. So I'll, I'll try to stop saying that. Unfortunately, that's the way that I talk and I need to change that. And, and there you go. Like, like it, you know, it, and again, right. It's just, it's just our perspective. And if we can just, if we can just, you know, be willing to have a conversation with somebody or willing to just accept those things, then we don't have fighting and, and division and conflict, you know? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise God, man. So, you know, time just flew by on us yeah. and I, I really enjoyed our conversation and, and I hope that we can uh, have more, you know, to, to just uh, talk about subjects and stuff. I feel like, like um, we can just learn about a lot of things in the Bible and, you know, you, you sound like you're very knowledgeable and, and those are the kinds of people that I like to surround myself with because even though um, I, I have a lot of support, it's never, it's never bad to, to gain more, you know, uh, people with knowledge. So I hope that we can sit down and just have like more conversations and, Absolutely. and just honor the name of God and, you know, just to just to end this, what I like to do is um, what um, if you could share some words of encouragement to to people that that are walking with Christ and that are um, going through the situations that you spoke about earlier about when you gave your life to God and and, you know, you came from a different background and, and you know, there might be some negativity um, towards them because they they, you know, they they might feel like they're betraying their family or whatever they grew up learning or whatever. Like what, what, what words of encouragement would you give those people? So words of encouragement, Jesus said that the world will know, and I already mentioned it, the world will know that we are his disciples, but the way that we love, not by the way that we, you know, uh, do things in his name, not the way, not, not certain tasks, not, you know, ordinance, not traditions, not any of those things. Right. But the way in which we love, and and that isn't for for me to try to impose that on somebody else that's a reality check for me and so the biggest thing that the biggest encouragement would be like be that person because jesus could have said hey the world's going to know that that you're my disciples and he could have he could do anything he could be do something crazy in the sky he could he could he could have done anything or said anything at that point but he said the thing that's going to make the most impact on this world is the way that you love one another and have that love for your family. You know, again, you know, you know a tree by the fruit that it bears, whether it's good fruit or bad fruit. And so if, if you've really truly given your life to Christ, don't let the enemy, here's the thing, as soon as you, as soon as you say, hey, you know what, Jesus, I'm gonna follow after you. It's like, again, right? I, like I said, I, was, I went into the military. It's like swearing into the military. And guess what? Now you're in the trenches. Now you're fighting the battle. And the Christian life, you know, there's an author, Warren Wiersbe, he says, hey, the Christian life is not a playground, it's a battleground. And so just know that. And, and the attacks from the enemy are not going to come from the outside, they're going to come from within, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so those are the things to look out for. And, 
and don't get yourself in such a place where, you know, like I got right here, this, this shield, you know, all the arm, the pieces of armor of God, right? So we got the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, and then the, the sword of the spirit, right? All those pieces of armor. Guess what? That's not for me to go and just bombard people. It, it's for me to know that, hey, you know what? That that shield of faith is is God going before me, not me going and trying to make those battles you know what i mean that breastplate of righteousness like when we get in a situation what do we want to do i know what's going on i'm, I'm going to go and tell them my truth i'm going to i'm going to show them who's right that's that's mm-hmm. not what god that's not what those pieces of armor for let the lord protect you for what's right it's his righteousness not your righteousness and so sometimes your righteous the, your righteousness is going to try to again right win the battle win that conversation win that argument but then you lose the individual where God's righteousness is going to go in there and, and just even if it's like, you know what, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even, I don't even want to fight about this. Well, and then the attacks come. Well, guess what? God's just going to protect you. And you can just leave there and be like, hey, you know what? I'm sorry that you, I, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And and I, I promise I'm not going to try to impose what I believe. But guess what? Like, that doesn't, does it take away from us being family? Does it take away from, from how you love me? Does it take away, you know? And allowing that individual to be like, well, no. They're like, okay, well, then you know what? Like, let's just have a meal right now. Like, let's not talk about it because I don't want to, I don't want to argue about it. You know, I don't want us to get into this other thing. Like I love Jesus. And, and if you love Jesus too, then, then it shouldn't be, let's not allow the enemy to, to come in between us. Amen. Amen. So yeah, just let God take control of everything and he'll, he'll make everything perfect. You know, uh, we all go through our, our little struggles, but you know, God will get us through everything and, you know, we'll just continue to walk this walk with God and, and just get better day by day. So everybody listening, we thank you so much for listening to this episode of JR Podcast. Remember to listen to my uh, brother's podcast as well. It's called Ignited Fortitude. You know, it was a huge blessing to have you on here, brother. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to be with us. It was very encouraging to have this conversation. Yeah, it was an awesome conversation, brother. I hope we do have more of these. Uh, If anybody wants to get plugged into the community and check it out, they can go to www.ignitedfortitudecommunity.com and they can jump in. It's a membership site because, I mean, we had to build it and everything else, so it costs yeah. us money. Um, it's thirty nine twenty seven. trying to keep it scriptural, 39 bucks for the Old Testament, 27 in the New, right? So that's where we came up with the price. But uh, but it's a, it's, it's a monthly thing. You can come in, jump in, and uh, we have discussions. We have encouragement. We have, uh, you know, it's for... Uh, men and women we have different groups veterans law enforcement all kinds of different different people that can get plugged into people that are in their um in their own community right and then mm-hmm. being able to come together and stuff so amen uh, ignited42community.com yeah amen okay uh definitely um i'll be checking that out myself cuz like i said it's um i'm just i know i have a lot to learn and you know it's always good to to just stay connected and, and learn more from other people. So again, brother, I really appreciate you. And, um, you know, till next time. You got it, brother. Thank you, man. God bless you. God bless you too.